Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. This is episode, I believe, 170, 170 of your favorite Airbnb VRBO short-term rental podcast. And today we have Jake Clopton or Clapton? Clopton, right? Clopton. There you go. (laughs) And uh, he is coming with us live and direct. So we'll jump right to it. Uh, I'll let Jake give a little background of what he does uh, in the short-term rental space. So uh, Jake, get right to it. What what, what is it that you do in the short-term rental space? Uh, Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, So I run a company that finances investment and income properties. Um, And as part of that, we, you know, finance short-term rental Airbnb type properties, kind of like all over the U.S. Um, You know, our our loan amounts that we do are usually like a million bucks and up um, nationwide. Um, So yeah, I've worked with a lot of guys that are building a portfolio of short-term rental uh, type deals. And uh, yeah, uh, set up the end. Okay. So with you doing like a million bucks and up, you don't do any residential, right? Or you do some residential? Um, you know, we do, right? Because residential would be classified like one to four units, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of times actually, like we've even done single family homes that were multi-million dollar houses that, you know, were actually, you know, pretty large loan amounts. Um, and those get rented out, you know, as you know, for short-term rentals as well. Um, and, you know, but it depends on where you are. Like some of these properties can be at some pretty high value. So yeah, we can definitely finance those. But we, you know, I finance guys with properties that, you know, have, let's say it's like an apartment building of like six to 10 units, but they rent them all out, you know, Airbnb, short-term rental. So yeah, I mean, we, we can definitely get involved. So. That, that, that's awesome. See, I, I'm happy that's starting to come around. I've only seen a few people hop into that space and I'm happy you guys are early adopter. Oh, so. Yeah. Like on the finance requirements, like if someone wants to finance something like that, what requirements do you guys require? Like, do you guys require like Airbnb income statements or how would you guys go about financing a short-term rental property? Right. So, right. So that's kind of the crux of it, right? When, you, when, you're, when you're telling a finance, you're, you're going to be doing short-term rentals. You know, it, it's, it's always a little bit more difficult to do the underwriting, right? Because you know, the way that I look at short-term rental income is it's really, it's really more like business income, right? Versus mm-hmm. just like, you know, rental income, you know, like, like you just normally rent out a property with 12 month lease, you know, this is a little bit more businessy. So, you know, it, it definitely helps if, you know, the, the, the borrower has, you know, other short-term rental properties that they, they can point to and demonstrate income and kind of help support this one. Um, but you know, there, there are kind of like ways that you can kind of inti- intuitively look at a property and say, Hey, you know, I'm buying uh, some property in Miami, right? Okay. You know, it's going to work for short term rentals, right? So, you know, I kind of, I think it just depends on like what it is and where it is. Um, you know, loan to values are always difficult with short term rental properties because, you know, it's hard just to, it's hard just to go off a cap rate with short term rentals, right? And I think we've, we've all run into that, right? Where, you can't really just slap a you know multifamily five cap onto a short-term rental and say that's what it's worth. It's you know because a lot of the that income is kind of business income. So. And you said something cap rate. Explain that to our fans and listeners. I want you to explain that one. What is a cap rate? Yeah, so a cap rate's really just a capitalization, right? So if you were thinking about buying a property, right, you and you would say how much am I going to make from this property? 
you know, that cap rate would be like the rate of return that you would expect to get against that value, right? So it's really just, you know, NOI divided by um, value. Gotcha, gotcha. And you, and you own apartment buildings yourself, right? I do. Yeah, I own, uh, personally, we have a portfolio of around uh, 38 apartments. Wow. Now, are, do you do short terminals out of those or? Um, we, or? we don't. So I'm in Chicago and, you know, I like to, you know, I, I, I like to touch everything that, uh, you know, I invest in. And, you know, the, I, I, the apartments that we own wouldn't really work well with short term rental properties. Um, you know, that being said, it, it's definitely something that like, I think as some of the areas that we're in, like develop, we'd probably look into. Okay. Due to, is it due to like the class of the neighborhood and things like that? Um, yeah, I just kind of like where they're located. They're more residential type neighborhoods, like near schools and stuff like that. Um, gotcha. Not really like, you know, kind of near attractions and restaurants, stuff like that. Yeah. Gotcha. And so let's say like, and back to the financing part, like, let's say, let's say a guy who arbitrage, cause I do arbitrage and I buy, right? So let's say, hey, I want financing on a fourplex and I have, hey, I have the, I have a, a S Corp. Could you guys finance off that? Just my S Corp tax returns for the last two years? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it depends on how your, your S Corp is set up, right? So if you're mm -hmm. like running all of your income through the S Corp, right? And that's just the business, right? So when you say arbitrage, I, I guess you're, you're saying you you set up, you set up a lease and then you, uh, like apartment lease and then you rent that out short to right. So if you're, if you're doing everything from that and you've got that, like several years of like actual tax return, like type income. Yeah. You, you probably use that, you know, to help support, you know, in, in buy property. Um, you know, I, I do see guys try to, you know, like do one property per entity, right. Per like LLC or, or whatnot. And, you know, and putting the residential properties into LLCs kind of knocks you out of like being able to do like residential mortgages, like for like, like you do in your house. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd like that to see a lot of guys just like pick up houses, like as like a, you know, second home loan and stuff like that. And that, that's really a competitive way to like get financing for like the first couple of properties. Right. But I, as I'm sure, you know, man, if you put it in a corporation that like that kicks it out immediately from being able to do those types of loans. Really? See, I, I haven't hopped into that yet. Uh, all mine. And I do plan on switching them over to like LLCs and corporations, but I lease all my properties to my LLC and then they pay me rent and then I arbitrage them. Oh, got it, got it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So with something like that, like, would you guys use, like, can, I guess I would have personal income technically because. Right. I'm, so I could use right. that as well, right? Yeah. I mean, as long as there's income that shows up on a tax return that, Perfect. you know, has kind of been there for a couple of years, it's definitely something we can look at. Okay. And do you guys do any, like, fix? I, I know you guys do maybe multifamily. Do you guys do any, like, fix and rent? Like, if I'm trying to borrow property or you guys aren't in that space? Um, no, I mean, we, we do fix and flip stuff. We actually do uh, like home builder financing and stuff like that. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll do smaller stuff. It's just, you know, the, the areas we're in, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to do just like a small, like one-off deal. Right. Mm -hmm. So if somebody came and said, Hey, you know, we've got a fix and flip business and you know, we do 10, 20 deals a year. Like, okay. That, that's like repetitive business over time. That'll, that'll make a lot of sense. Right. Um, it's just the one off like $200,000 deals that are difficult to get done by themselves. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, so, so how long you been in the business? Like, uh, I started this company 12 years ago. Um, so it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. 12 years ago. You've been all everything. Now do you, you doing how, what States do you do this in all 50? Uh, every state. Yeah. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. And where, where is like the majority of like your short, like, do you already have like short-term rental properties that you guys have financed in your portfolio? Or? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that, a lot of the stuff that we see and we do are, are in, you know, cities and areas where it makes sense, right? Where you get people that are traveling to, I mean, especially right after COVID and everything happened, you know, mm. um, you know, so you would think of like uh, the areas are probably not like big cities, uh, more like secondary cities and like areas where, you know, like it wasn't so strict, like Florida, Texas, you know, uh, we, you know, Nashville's really hot right now. We've done a lot of stuff in Nashville, um, you know, in, in, anywhere where, you know, I would say, you know, just coming from Chicago, man, like you want to, you know, we, we, everybody here just wanted to escape last year, you know, and so it was, it was going to places like Nashville, anywhere in Florida, you know, Arizona, you know, just to get away and, you know, short-term rental stuff that made a lot of sense because you could stay away from the hotels. You didn't have to be near a lot of people, you know? So I do, I think that that was like, this was like, you know, Airbnb's like time, you know what I mean? This is their, really their time to shine, man. So. Yeah. Especially the staycations, things like that for yeah, sure. Man, you know? Yeah. 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 And the remote work still, you know, people are yeah, still doing the staycation. Sure. So Nashville's Nashville's Nashville. So have you been out like a little bit past Nashville to like the Smokies and things like that? Um, n not out that far. Um, okay. we're still kind of in like, you know, so the surrounding areas of the cities, but you know, um, I, I think if there was, you know, <clears throat> an, an area that's, you know, like has a lot of leisure travel or just destination travel really made sense. We, we would go there. Okay. And wh what are your typical rates look like on a, like on a short-term rental, uh, type investment? Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be something for, if it's a permanent loan, it's going to be like bank rates basically, right? Like, Okay. Four and a half something for today. Um, you know, if you, for instance, I know the guys that, you know, are, are willing to do like residential type mortgages, like you buy a house and you, you get a residential instead of a commercial mortgage, you can just get a straightforward like 3% rate or something on that today. But, you know, that once, you, but that's it, you have to hold it personally and, and do all mm -hmm. that stuff, right? Um, once you're kind of out of that space, you know, going to the commercial space, you, you know, you can expect to pay a little bit more in interest and, probably come in with a little bit more down payment. So I would say the typical deal is probably like four, four and a half, a five year term, 25 year amortization, probably like 20 to 25% down. 20, 25% down. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not bad at all. Uh, Cause I just did. I think it's pretty typical. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, cause the deals I'm doing, like, I guess they're not looked at as short term rental deals per se, because I'm doing it traditionally. And then I'm kind of doing it on a traditional lease. So I guess it's not really short. Right. And honestly, you know, that, that is a good way to approach it, right? Because you can go in and say, yeah, I'm going to buy this four unit multifamily building. Right. And then, Hey, after the loan closing, what, what do you do? Is up to you. Right. So, yeah. So, so have you guys seen people like, Hey, they're leasing these places to LLCs or to them? Well, or le they, they lease it to an LLC and the LLCs pays them every month. Have you guys seen that? Is that becoming typical? Um, a, a lot of the guys, you know, I'm seeing are, are not doing like, I mean, maybe, maybe some of them are, you know, setting up an LLC to lease the LLC and then like, you know, uh, do that out. But a, a lot of the ones I've seen just straightforward, just, you know, do short-term rentals, right? Just straight into the LLC, the whole title of the property. And then, uh, you know, just take that income and as rental income. Wow. Okay. And that, that's interesting. Cause I remember 
couple years ago, you couldn't go to a bank. They're like, oh, you do Airbnb. We can't take that. And it's just crazy that it's really starting to come around. Right, what right. made well, you guys? You know, it really depends on like where, like where you are and like what the property is. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. And, and you know, like, like for, for instance, like, like some of the guys that I, I know just do like an entire, almost an entire apartment building like this. Right. It just, it's, it's, it doesn't have the demand generation to do it, right? What What's the need? Are you, is it near a hospital, you know, maybe a school or like maybe there's like a large, you know, a home base of a corporation nearby, you know? Uh, it's basically, if you look at it like anywhere that like basically, you know, a hotel would work, you know, and you got an apartment building nearby, you know, the short-term rental uh, concept will work pretty well. Correct. And and uh, what, what made you guys get into that space? Because you guys are I swear I've probably five people that do this type of financing. So what made it, you guys? Get you know, it really, so we, we can pivot really easily into industry and stuff like that. You know, and it really just came back because we just keep getting requests for financing for short term rentals, right? I mean, after the 20th time you've run into it and say, no, we don't do these. It's kind of like, Hey, maybe we should look into doing this, you know? So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I really love the idea. Uh, cause I mean, not too many options out there for you guys. And we'll, and you, cause you know, there, there aren't, there, there aren't, right. There aren't a lot of options and that's really, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the problem. Right. It, and it's like, it, it's kind of an unregulated industry and some people just don't really understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like some lenders look at it like, well, how long is, is this going to be around forever? Or is somebody just going to come in, you know, some cities just going to put a stop to it. And then all that income's gone. Well, what, what do we do? Right. So, you, you know, you really, that's why the underwriting is conservative and really based on like the piece of real estate with what you could do with it if it wasn't short-term rentals, right? But so they're going to underwrite it to basically like market rents for multifamily. And then, you know, they're not going to, you know, go above kind of like a loan of value of what it would be if it was multifamily. See, and I like that approach. I, I like that you guys look at it like that because the first thing I say when people say they don't do it, I'm like, just make it a traditional rental. You could, it doesn't matter what I'm doing with, you know what I mean? Right. So, Right. The real estate's still the real estate, right? And then you've got a short-term rental business on top of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, it's good that you guys got into it because it's very not new and it's not, it's definitely something that's groundbreaking. Now, oh, you, you, you touched a good point. Like the places where these regulations are coming about, have you guys had problems like with COVID hitting and Airbnb shutting down people? Did you guys have any problems like with people not being able to pay or anything like that? Um, you know, not, not really. No. Um, I think, you know, just generally speaking, they, you know, the most industries were did pretty well. Um, and then, you know, some of the guys that like, maybe they were an area where, you know, the short-term rental business really took a hit, you know, they actually ended up leasing out some of those units, you know, as, you know, just regular leases. Um, so I think a lot of people have been able to pivot. And I think that's one of the, you know, advantages to these types of properties, right? It's like, if for some reason, Right. If you're downtown Chicago and you're relying on short term rentals, okay, well maybe we, we can pivot into something else for the short term, right? And then, you know, go back to it once that business is back. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So so like what, what are your guys' plans for the future with the short term rentals and expanding your company? Well, you know, the short term rental space is extremely interesting. I mean, I I think it's it's really just gonna continue to grow, right? I mean, I, I I, obviously, we just continue to see more and more you know, loan requests and, and people kind of getting into the space. And it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because I think the returns that you're getting by kind of, you know, going to that concept versus just traditional multifamily, if it works, 
you know, it's, it's significantly over what you can get, you know, for just regular rents, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely more hands-on, but, you know, it's, it's a lot more that you can get on the other side. So, you know, I, I think we're going to, you know, continue to kind of build out, uh, you know, what we have as far as loan product offerings and, uh, you know, probably do some more outreach to, uh, you know, as, as people grow. I, I think I think as the industry matures, you'll start to see more short-term rental companies versus just like guys that are, you know, doing it as a one-off, you know, and, that, and, I, and that's what we're starting to see. And then once you start to like, get like these larger groups, you'll start to see consolidation and the deals will probably start to get bigger from there. Oh, I, I like that you said that. So with something like that, let's say someone's bringing in about, let's say seven figures a year on a short-term rental, what kind of, what, what size of a loan could they bring in? Like, would you guys be able to offer in, in, in an instance like that? Because- Yeah, I mean, it, it, it totally depends, right? Because we, we definitely look at the income, but I'm going to be probably constrained based on the value of the real estate, right? So whatever, you know, whatever the real estate, I'm, I'm getting, so the short-term rental income is always, I would say, you know, uh, offset, like, off, like larger than, you know, the value of the real estate, you know, like should be for the value of the real estate. So normally we're constrained by whatever the LTV is, which is going to be about 75% of what are the assets the guy has. Okay. Okay. Cause it gets, you're absolutely right. You know, people are going the more professional route and then I think it's definitely starting to take over the one, sure. the guy who's doing it here and there is definitely cause I've pivoted to that route to be, Hey, let's get these units as LLC and let's take over like that. And that's interesting that you guys sure. are starting to notice it as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when I've like gone and like done a couple of like Airbnbs and vacation, you know, the last couple of times it's been a company. And not like just like a guy, right? And, and, and when, it, when it first started out, it was like a guy, you know. And he like, you know, I was like, show up there with the keys. But but now it's 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 a, it's a real company, right? And I mean, it's very you know, it's very hands off. And uh, no, it, it's interesting how it's kind of evolved. So. Yeah, it, it, like now, and I guess this is more of a question for our listeners and fans. Now, are you more attracted to the unit if it's a company, just for like travel purposes? Um, not necessarily. Right. Um, you know, if I, if, if me as a traveler, you know, I, I think I'm just probably more interested in the unit itself and, you know, um, you know, I, but I think it also kind of depends on what I'm traveling for. Right. Yeah. Um, like for instance, I, we just had a, we just did an Airbnb and we had like a, a bachelor party in San Diego. And I was like, maybe we should look for a guy. He might be a little more lenient than a company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think it depends on what your plans are. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I've stayed in both and, they, you know, they're both great. So. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering because I, I, I have my company logo up. I'm like, maybe if it was a guy, you know, and like hosts, we always have that. You, you might get more, you know, party type travelers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, going the, the independent guy route. So, yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. I never thought about that. Yeah. So, I guess if it's some dudes in there, you know. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah but that's interesting. I, I, another point you bring up that's very important, like I tell people, like I only stay in Airbnbs if I'm going with a group and like if I, I usually stay right. in hotels, you know, I don't just because of the op, the flexibility, but yeah, that's interesting. Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, you know, the Airbnbs, you know, they just make sense for gross, man. I mean, how many, how many times you like gone down somewhere with like, you know, I don't know, seven, eight people. And then you, you're spread out all over the huge hotel because they can't get room and this and that. It's, it's awesome. But then, you know, just find one Airbnb house, Airbnb house and you're good to go. Yeah, it is. It's very lucrative. I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, I'm trying to grow in it as well. So yeah, and then financing is something I'm looking for, but we're doing it 
I'm doing it mainly on like single families. I do want to move into the commercial side as mm-hmm. well. Uh, what would be your advice and the tips to move from the single family side to the commercial side with like on a short term rental on a short term rental side space? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look, the, the business is still is still very similar, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I think once you you add a lot of units in one spot, you got to make sure that you can consistently rent out all that units for that same spot, right? So if you've got a house, you know, that property gets 100% rented with just one trend. Here, you, I, you think you need a lot more like volume, right? To continuously yeah. keep all those units rented. So, you know, that's one thing to think about is like, you know, how many people can I consistently get at this property if I have to consistently fill six to 10 units or something like that, right? So just make sure that volume is there. And, you know, and, and then coming to the commercial space, you know, I, again, I, I kind of stress this to a lot of people is really understanding like the, the financing that you're going to get against it is not... The, you know, you, you can't look at it based on a cap rate with the rental income. It's going to get capped out by that loan to value ratio. And, you know, that's probably going to be no more than 75%, you know, wherever you go. Um, so, you know, yeah, I'd say, you know, stick with, you know, buildings that are probably in that like five to 10 unit range, you know, mm. um, and, uh, you know, you can, you can probably end up going to, you know, either us or like small community regional banks, you know, with a little bit more flexible, like, uh, you know, like Wells Fargo isn't going to do this. You know what I mean? You got you to you find the people that are a little bit more willing to look at it and be a little more intuitive and work with it. So. Wow. So like the five to two, 10 units, you said you do have multiple, you have people that lend and then rent them all out on Airbnb? Well, no, I mean, what, you know, what I'm saying, if you're going to, you know, rent, if you're going to take an entire 10 unit building mm-hmm. and it's going to be all short term rentals, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to get now 10 travelers in one single location consistently throughout the year. So the volume of travelers that got to be, are coming to that location, you know, to fill up your building consistently has got to be a lot higher, right? Versus if you just got one house, you know, you don't need as many travelers coming in. So just, I would just keep that in mind, like for the, you know, is there enough people coming to this area to consistently rent out a 10 unit building short term? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a little bit easier just to do one house. But, you know, as, as long as you're in like a good MSA and there's a lot of demand, like you're in downtown Nashville, done, it's gone. You know, don't worry about it. But, you know, if, if you're out in the suburbs somewhere, or, you know, it's, you know, it's like a somewhere that would, be, you know, be better fit for a house, I would re- probably rethink, you know, doing short-term rentals with half of the units in, in one location. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Man, that's just some really good stuff you've given out here, man. Uh, where, where can people find you? Um, I'm, I'm like unbelievably easy to find. I'm, I'm, I'm LinkedIn. I got like 30,000 connections at LinkedIn or something. And then, um, you know, you, you can put my uh, contact information, you know, on the summary or something, uh, you know, you call me anytime. It's all I do. I'm always around, uh, email me or, you know, the contact form for our website, uh, clappingcapital.com. Um, okay. I'm always around. Happy to chat. Okay. And wh- where are your, where are your, uh, apartments located? Are you in the Chicago area or? Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm, I was in Chicago. We were in Chicago about a year ago. So I'm, I usually take frequent trips up there. I have a few friends up there that do short-term rentals that I meet up with. So definitely. Yeah, gotta, man. Yeah. Chicago is a great city, you know, like eh, from like April till, you know, September-ish. Yeah. We went dead in the middle <laughs> of the summer. It's time to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I went dead in the middle of the summer, summer. They told me about the winters. I was like, I don't want to do that. So, yeah. No, no, no. But yeah. I loved it out there. Um, I really, uh, there was a bunch of Airbnbs in this high rise right over, uh, what is it? Lake Michigan right there. Yeah. A lot yeah. of good ones. So yeah, it's definitely a good short term middle space, uh, area for, for, for sure. sure. For yeah. sure. For sure. 
Yeah. But Dad, Jake, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for, you know, giving all the gems. I'll definitely have people reaching out because I have people in Chicago that are looking to take all their short-term rental investments and move into the commercial space and get finance. And I think this is very huge. I think you're probably one of the first people that finance short-term rentals to come on the show. So Yeah, no, that's awesome. Happy to chat with anybody. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely send some people your way. All, All right, right. Cool. Yeah, listen, I, I appreciate having, having me on and, uh, you know, feel free to put our contact information anywhere. We'll do. And yeah, I'll uh, just send, yeah, we'll get you, send me an email and uh, I'll put all your contact information in so people can get in touch with you. Cool. All right. Thank you. All right, man. Thank Bye. you. Bye. All right. That was Jake Clopton out in Chicago. Another great guest, man. That That's actually really, really important if y'all are looking to like, move into like i'll say this if you use the profit first strategy and you're moving looking to like once you start getting that profit chunk if you're looking to move into the short-term rental space getting in touch with these lenders who are short-term rental friendly is great um and also if you notice in the, in the video in the uh interview he said you can still get tr traditional rental in tr traditional rental financing if you want to get get on your short-term rentals but yeah i do tell people the leasing to the llc's you know showing a lease it does help you but with more people like Jake coming around, I think uh, it's another few other ones out there that do short-term rental uh, financing as well. I think it's about to really become a big thing within the next two years. So definitely be on the lookout. But in the meantime, like I was saying, you can always, you know, rent to your LLC. But yeah, thank y'all again for coming on. Thank y'all for being listeners. Email us at liveletthrive at gmail.com and follow us at liveletthrive on Instagram. We are out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.